Welcome to Casting Hope, a sermon podcast of Hope Presbyterian Church in Columbus, Ohio. My name is Joe Hack, lead pastor at Hope, and we are so glad you're listening in wherever you are. In this moment of social distancing, we hope that our audio and streaming resources meet you where you are at and help you stay connected to God and to His promises. Luke 24, verses 1 through 2. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And on the third day, rise. And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now, it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. And he went home marveling at what had happened. Lord, we are gathered here on this Resurrection Sunday at early dawn. And as we seek you in your tomb, we find it empty. Hallelujah, we find it empty. Because in your resurrection, we have hope this morning. In your new life, we can rise this morning. The fact that death does not have the final word means that we can run this morning. And we can marvel this morning. After such a wretched year, we can marvel. We praise you, Jesus, even as we pray in your name. Amen. Well, when I was in sixth grade, I ran in a cross-country invitational, and I knew that going in, 16 finishers would advance to the regional championship. Uh, My coach must must have thought that I could do it. My parents must have thought that I could do it because I remember standing at the starting line of this race. I remember even the fall air. Anybody right now who ran cross country, I'm triggering you. I know this. (laughs) That starting line is a terrible feeling. And I was thinking it is possible. It is possible for me to qualify. So I ran to qualify. And for most of the race, my adrenaline, my, 
my 12-year-old adrenaline kept me in a qualifying position until the final stretch. I remember turning the bend in the finish, and, and I remember running, and I remember all these runners sort of flashing by me on this last stretch. And I remember turning the band, I can still see it today, and I can hear voices screaming, 16, 16, you're in 16, Joe, stay with it. But I didn't. Runners kept flashing by me. And I don't remember where I finished in the end, but all I remember was collapsing in the finish line chute. I could not get up. I could not stand, let alone walk. And so my parents drove me to the doctor right away and they ran an x-ray. And against the backlit screen, I saw on that x-ray a complete break in the bone of my tibia, my shin bone, a complete fracture from back to front. I didn't know it until I was finished running, how injured I really was. The adrenaline covered the pain as I was running, but as soon as I stopped, I was on the ground. A few months ago, someone asked me how I was doing, and I said, I feel like I'm walking wounded. In many ways, this past year feels like that middle school race. I started off great, didn't you? At least we thought so. Adrenaline carried me most of the way. And then suddenly reality set in. This year broke me. I've been broken by personal loss. We've all have our catalog of losses. Lost schedules, lost jobs, lost comforts, lost dreams. I suffered some of those things, but nothing would prepare me for the loss of my dad in May. It's hard enough to lose your dad, but to lose him in a pandemic just added to my confusion and pain. I'm broken by personal loss. I'm broken by personal failure. A friend of mine said to me recently, if the pandemic was a test, I failed. I was not resilient in my faith, they said. I was not rich in love of God and neighbor. To which I said, amen, yes, that's how it feels. As I assess this past year, I can only see my failures of love. My highlight reel is probably one minute and a half. I wonder if I'm alone here. Am I alone out here? Who else has been knocked to the ground this year? I'm willing to bet most of us are on the ground today in the finish line shoot with broken legs. Unable to stand up, it's too painful. The adrenaline is gone. The helpful habits, the positive thinking is gone. So this morning, what I want us to do is I want us to consider the Apostle Peter. This year, more than any other year, I have been drawn to the Apostle Peter. He is for me the patron saint of 2020. He followed Jesus with so much adrenaline and so much verve and so much moxie. 
And then towards the end, he just collapsed. He doesn't outright betray Jesus like Judas does, but he does betray him, doesn't he? He denies Jesus at the end. He disowns Jesus at the end. And unlike Judas who ends his life, Peter chooses to live with this betrayal. Think of how Peter must have felt on Saturday after Jesus' death. Imagine what he carried in his soul. The disappointment, the guilt, the loss, the brokenness. I see my personal loss in Peter. He lost his friend. He lost his rabbi. I see my personal failures in Peter. I wish I could get a redo these past 12 months. A mulligan. How about a mulligan? Anybody? A mulligan would be great. But I don't. And so, like Peter, I feel knocked to the ground. But did you notice Peter this morning in our reading? When Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, mother of James, and the other women told the apostles about the empty tomb, everybody dismissed him. Except Peter. Verse 12 of Luke 24 in our passage this morning says two glorious words for me this morning. And I wonder if they are for you. But Peter. Peter was knocked to the ground. But he rose and he ran. The only thing I imagine that could get him up was the risen Jesus. In other words, the only reason he could rise is because Jesus was raised. That's it. And if there's a special grace to this year, that's it. It has pressed me to the reality that the only thing that can get us to rise is the resurrection of Jesus himself. Fleming Rutledge showed me that in Mark's gospel, an angel says this. He is risen. He is not here. But go tell his disciples and Peter. I love that detail because God knows Peter needs this. God knows we all need this. Friends, I know you are all broken in the finished shoot in all your ways. I know it. But I say this to you. The tomb is empty. Okay, the two is empty. So rise and run. Rise and run. Run to him. Rise with Peter. Jesus is not asking you to forget your wounds, your losses, your failures. He's asking you to rise in them. Because Jesus has risen, you can. These things do not define you today. They did not have the final word. No matter what you have done or failed to do. No matter who you have lost this year. Or what you have lost this year. They do not have the final word. The tomb is empty. And then run with him. If Jesus isn't risen. If this didn't happen. Then everything is not going to be okay. And you have every right to stay seated. But if Jesus is risen. 
that everything in the end is going to be okay. This is not wishful thinking. So run. Think about what it means to run. We usually run away or run toward. Anytime we're running, we're running away or running toward. We're either running away from danger or our fears. Or we're running towards something in hope and great joy. It's been pointed out that the only time people are running in the Gospels is at the end. Everybody starts to run when the news breaks that the tomb is empty. When was the last time you ran toward a good thing? Think about it. When was the last time you ran towards a good thing and not away from a bad thing? When was the last time you were compelled about something, the beauty of something, the hope of something? I've all seen those reuniting videos, haven't you, of children running to their parents after military deployment. Something like that. When was the last time you did that? I can tell you right now, if I could spend another five minutes with my dad on this day, if he was over there, I would quit preaching and running towards him. That's what I would do. And if that's true of my personal loss, how much more true is that of Jesus? If he is risen, we can rise and run. We can hope. What's holding you back? Are your tears holding you back? Think of all the tears you've shed this year. For whom or what were they for? You can think about that right now. They might keep you back this morning, and I, don't, I get it. But if Jesus is risen, he will one day wipe away those tears, which means he is not dismissive of those tears. When you wipe away a tear from a beloved, you are not dismissing those tears, wishing them to go away, are you? No. You're recognizing the pain. And yet with Jesus, there is victory. There is compassion and victory folded up together in his resurrection. Death has died in the death and resurrection of Jesus. So you can rise and run even in your tears. Are your failures holding you back? You're looking back the past 12 months and you're thinking, there's no way. Well, Peter has every reason to hold back too, doesn't he? After all, he did not leave Jesus on good terms. The Lord and Savior, creator of all. But Peter rises and runs. He has hope in this sprint that his failure will not have the final word. Will you too have that same hope? And guess why his failure doesn't have the final word. Jesus restores him beautifully. Peter, if you remember, betrayed Jesus over a cold fire. Jesus restores him over a cold fire. Not once, but three times for all three betrayals. That's Jesus's heart for you. Right now, the risen Savior restores you. Are your doubts holding you back? Peter doesn't have all the answers. But he runs. The prospect, the possibility even of the empty tomb causes him to rise and to run. You don't need all the answers this morning to do the same. So this morning, rise and run, especially in your doubts. And may we all, like Peter this morning, arrive to the empty tomb and marvel. 
Marvel that death doesn't have the final word. Marvel that our losses do not have the final say. Marvel that our failures do not have the final say. Marvel that this past year does not win. And marvel that Jesus is alive. He is not dead. And so Lord, we do marvel this morning. We marvel in all kinds of different places, but we do marvel. We marvel that in your resurrection, we have true hope. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about our church and for more resources like this, visit our website at hopechurchcolumbus.org.